Welcome to the window seat, the best way to travel. Everything that I need across the seas, pack my things and just leave with little dreams. I've been told that I was born with a chameleon soul all alone to hit the road, no compass, where to go. Hey guys, today, oh wait, I fucked up. <laughs> I'm Brooke and today our episode on the window seat we are going to be going to Japan <laughs> <laughs> and today we have a special guest on the show which is super cool Ayuka Ayaka who- <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead after all this I fucked it up Ayaka is here visiting me from LA <laughs> yeah LA I feel like I'm drunk. <laughs> so maybe you're visiting from Tokyo, right? Okay. Ayaka is here from Japan visiting me in LA, which is super cool. We met a year and a half ago in Tokyo. And I asked her to be on the show. And then she kind of said, how about if I fly to LA? It happened last minute, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she got in last night. And it's super cool because she knows the country. Um, yeah, Japan, that's where she's from. And so we're going to be getting into facts and stories about our time together, our trip. So we met about a year and a half ago when I was going out to Tokyo for a show. I went out there to sing with a DJ named Tiara. Um, I had played a show with her the year before And I freshly got off the airplane and was thrown into a rehearsal, like super jet lagged. Mm -hmm. And there you were. (laughs) She, they hired her to be my translator and I had no idea. She's like, you're going to play Belle in Beauty and the Beast. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm going to play Belle? Like I thought I was going out there to do my show. And here I am in a big yellow puffy dress. Do you remember that? Yeah. No, I was more like, what do you mean you're not going to be in a puffy dress? (laughs) So you knew what was going on and she's guiding me, you know, stage direction. And we just got on really well. And at the end of the show, I didn't know how I was going to get my money. And you translated for me. We, we like went on the hunt that night. Yeah, to like for go, two guys. Yeah, to go find the two guys. And you're like, you're going to get your money. And, <laughs> and then we found them and I got my money. So I was like, yeah. And then um, from there, I was shooting a music video on that trip uh, we flew out this really cool guy, Thor. Describe Thor. Yeah, um, a long-haired... He looks like Thor. Like... Oh, okay. <laughs> Thor looks like Thor. I was trying to imagine something other than Thor, like he, um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, exactly. <laughs> Thor's like this badass cinematographer in L.A., and he shot everyone from, like, Justin Bieber to Drake. He's done everyone, and so... We were lucky to have him come out to Tokyo and we decided to have you be the translator after we met. Yeah, for the whole crowd, right? Yeah, Yeah. because we didn't know how we were going to, we didn't even think about how we were going to communicate to the people who were acting in, in the video. So we were super lucky to have you on set and that was... With the police and with... Oh, the- yeah. Tell them about the police. We're, like, running from police. We had no permits. It was, it was just, like, a trip out there. 
But it was so cool to see the director saying something in English and then you're translating, translating. it and then the actor's like, oh, okay. And then we, it was, it was just like, that's so, nice. Yeah, it was yeah. so cool. And all the cuts and then redos. Yeah. And, and it, the confetti. Oh, yeah. Talk about the confetti. <laughs> yeah. So it was in Shinjuku. So it's, it's an area where we have a lot of drink, drink, drinking clubs, bars, and everything. So they wanted us to pick up all the confettis that we were throwing around. Did you, you remember? Yeah. We they were like, run, Brooke, run. <laughs> we like made a mess on the street, which is yeah. like not a good look in Tokyo, I feel, right? Or, like, yeah. yeah. If you mess it up, you have to, to clean, clean it, it up. up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and shit, so sorry. I think <laughs> myself and this other girl were picking up confetti after you left. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And remember I was like, Basically on the metro, like wearing panties, <laughs> and I had a shower cap on my head. Like, yes, it yeah. was just like a whole trip. I don't know if you know this part of the story, but coming out here, Thor, Thor was supposed to bring his steady cam, which is like this big piece that goes around your body, mm-hmm. and Massimo, who was the AD on set. He got his batteries taken yeah. in. Do you remember this yeah. in China? Yeah. Right, and because so, he had to get that flight that goes through China. China, for some yeah, reason, and right? he was freaking out because yeah. he lost his batteries there. So he told Thor, "Don't bring your Steadicam," which was the whole reason right. that we hired him. But he come. did br- bring it. Though. No, no, no. So the day of the shoot, Thor comes and he's like, "I'm so sorry." Do you know this? Yeah, we found. We tried to find the camera for him. Remember, we were certain. Yeah, so we're like, "What are we gonna do?" And then we realized that Steadicam cams just don't exist in Tokyo like it's not a thing <laughs> yes. and so uh somehow we found somehow Kaylee and I went to a coffee shop and she's like we're gonna do this chanting prayer and I'm like what do you mean and she's like oh my and I'm like what is this she's like just do it it will work so we did that prayer like 11 times where it was at, like, just a coffee shop. Like, we were, like, holding hands doing a seance. I was just going. In Japan? Yeah, I was just going with it because I'm, like, I need to, like, get the steady cam. And then we got this call from this investor, and he happened to be in Tokyo with the steady cam and rented it to us. Whoa. So we got so lucky the night that we started shooting. Yeah. Like, it was, it was, like, a miracle. But that shoot was crazy. Remember when we went to Kawasaki? Yeah. Really cool arcade. And I was running around on the... On the motorcycle. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, so she drives a motorcycle. She's a badass. I remember when you left Kawasaki, I was just like, oh my God. She's so cool. (laughs) Tokyo Drift. (laughs) So once we met, I thought it was like super cool that you just were like, here's the keys to my apartment. You could just live here. And I thought that was like really awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So I lived at her place for a while. It was like almost like two weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. During your stay. Now she's staying with me out here in LA. And one of the girls who was in the music video, Mako, she was actually a fan of mine from a show I had done the year before. And we just stayed in touch. And then she kind of also pulled the whole... The whole video yeah. together. Yeah. Which was with super, her friends. Yeah, which was Where did where where did you meet her? I was playing at a show at Womb and she was like, I love you and then I was like, That's awesome and yeah, we just stayed in touch and I, I asked her, like, do you know anyone who could be a Japanese mobster? Or- and the other girl who t- um dressed up like uh 
Harajuku, Shibuya. Yeah, all girl. her friends. Yeah. And like Pokemon and like yeah. Powderpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. Everything reminds me in Japan of Powderpuff. No, it's not supposed- you. It's what's powder puff? It's power puff, right? <laughs> powder puff girls. No, power puff. Oh yeah. <laughs> it is power puff. And that's even American. Was that like a thing in Japan or it's only American? I think it's only that person. The one guy that I met. Yeah. <laughs> that like stereotypes everything for me. <laughs> that's so funny. Didn't you reconnect with the long lost cousin of yours? Yeah, I did. Like when I was out there shooting this video, I, my dad told me like, I I come from a really small family and he was like, you have a cousin that lives in Tokyo. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like how? And he told me the story. His father, it was a sad story. Like his father tragically died when we were kids and the the father was Jewish and the mother is Japanese. And when that happened, the mother took my cousin to... Japan and no one really ever talked about him again his name's David and we didn't even really know about him so when I found out that he was living there I was like this is so cool I have to meet him and we met and like did you see pictures of him and I before no before like once we met yes I think because we literally look the same like he's like the Japanese version (laughs) of me It was just, like, so cool, and we got on so well, so that, like, holds a special place in my heart, knowing that I have, like, a Japanese cousin. So cool. Did you get to visit other islands? I did get to go to Okinawa, the same trip I was staying at your house. Mm -hmm. It kind of was a disaster. How come? Well, when I came, like, a tsunami was coming. (laughs) Wait, a tsunami? Wasn't it a tsunami? Was it a typhoon? It was a typhoon. So um, I I was taking a little break after shooting the video. I was just so exhausted and I just wanted to like sit in the sun by myself. And when I got there, I took this boat straight away to, I think it was called like Zamame. Is that a place, Zamame? I have no idea, but it sounds like Edamame. <laughs> also Japanese. <laughs> And it it was like this long trip, like from flying and then this like three hour long boat in the heat. And I arrive and they're like, you better turn around. This typhoon's coming. And I'm like, what do you mean? I just landed here. Like, I didn't even like get a drink. And they're like, yeah, you better go right now. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck for like a week. Mm -hmm. And so I had a show to get back to Ultra, which we'll talk all about. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't miss it. Like, that was like my dream first time getting to play there. And so I was freaking out, texting you, like, what am I going to do? And when I got back, I got back to Okinawa and the storm was hitting and I looked online to get back to Tokyo and there were literally zero flights. And -hmm. anything that was open was like extremely expensive because everybody was trying to rush out of there. And so I ended up finding one flight on Vanilla Airlines and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about going through a typhoon on an airline called Vanilla. <laughs> but I did it. And let me tell you, Vanilla Airlines pulled through for me. Of pulled through. Have you ever flown Vanilla Airlines? Yeah. You have? They're J- Japanese. Japanese? Yeah. Yeah. It's legit, right? Yeah. I mean, they got me through the storm. I got home safe. Yeah. Come on. So, it's Japan. Right. So I've never really seen, like, Okinawa. Have you? 
Wait, so you ended up not seeing Okinawa? Not you really. Flew in and flew, flew out. out. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it. What was your experience like? Um, Okinawa has a different culture from the main island. So we have a mixture of we have the military there too. The yeah, the American base. military. Yeah. yeah. So um, the Japanese people who lives there looks a lot more foreign. Right. If I'm saying it correct, yeah. So they have. Different cultures, different lifestyles. It's always hot and tropical there. Aren't the people there, like I heard that they're supposed to be the happiest people in the world. Is that true? Okay, in a way, yes. Because they actually have marriage, so weddings, as well as divorce parties. Oh, they have divorce parties? Yes. They really? Have, they all get, their friends and family get together for the divorce parties. And they're like celebrating, like, woo, yeah. I left him. Yeah. <laughs> Free again, and then they they do so they get remarried and redivorced a couple of times is what we say. Wow, yeah, that's not very Japanese. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, so they're all happy. I mean, tropical islands people are happy. are happy. Yeah, yeah. they're just like chilling, <laughs> living. So flying away from Okinawa, um, what how you were a part of Ultra? Yeah, it was it was crazy getting to do Ultra. So the story behind that was I was supposed to play with this DJ named Radin. Mm -hmm. And he, at the last minute, canceled on me and was like, I'm sorry. And he ghosted me, like blocked me. After you were in Japan. Yeah, already booked my flight, was there, like the whole nine, like had my outfit ready to go. And he was like, yeah, sorry, like you just can't do it. And then I never heard from him. And I was devastated. Like, how could you do that to me? But... I, th I thought to myself, I'm not going to let one guy dictate my career and what I came here to do. So I went a little into stalker, psychotic mode. Mm -hmm. And I basically looked at every single person on the ultra lineup. And I spent 48 hours awake contacting all of their managers. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I want to perform. I want to play. And I got lucky because... DJ My Chris ended up writing me back and he was like, yeah, you can play main stage with me. And it turned out that he was the resident DJ who does all of the ultras. So I ended up winning from that situation. Right. And ultra, this was the first time I ever got to play. And in Japan, I think it was the most loyal fans. Japanese people go so hard when it comes to music I mean you remember right I I ended up taking I ended up taking her as my pseudo manager <laughs> to, to the show and you were like dressing me while I was like having anxiety practically throwing up <laughs> do you yeah, remember yes. right yeah <laughs> and uh she kind of like helped guide me through it and but your fans loved you when you got off stage it was crazy. I've never, I've never had that before. Everyone was grabbing you and trying to get photos with you. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, and you were like my bodyguard. Like, Don't touch her. <laughs> yeah. And taking photos. Yeah, you're taking photos. Yeah, yeah you were. It was amazing. So you're my manager now. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ultra was like that was the best one I've ever done. And I've talked to other musicians who've played out in Japan, and everybody says like Japanese people are the best fans mm. to have. So we ended up. When do you remember when? So the DJ who canceled on me when he was coming off the stage, I was going onto it, which meant like I had a better time slot basically. Right. 
And he didn't think I was gonna show up after he ghosted me. And I ended up going on stage and his jaw dropped when he saw me. And for me, it was, I mean, it sounds bad, but it was a little bit rewarding. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I made it. I told you I could do this shit without you. Remember that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you remember like the people in um in the crowd? They were like screaming like, Sagoy, Sagoy. Sagoy, yes, yes. What's Sagoy mean? It's like awesome? Yes, awesome. So cool? Yes. Okay, so why did you come to Tokyo first? I came to Tokyo in the first place because I found this DJ Tiara. Who is? She's she's not, <laughs> she's not a porn star. She's not a porn star, right? She's not a porn star. But she has these big boobs, like fake eyes, right? Are they fake? <laughs> tell tell me about it. <laughs> what do people in Japan do this stuff like? A lot of some people, I guess. Yeah. Yes. What is it called? Something like a certain kind of look, or no? No, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> maybe it makes them look a little bit more closer to an anime. Anime. Yeah. yeah. It's more like. Yeah. Yeah, like a caricature or something like that, like yeah. a cartoon. Yes. But anyway, she, she's awesome. Like I really, really <laughs> like Tomo and. She let me do this show with her at Agiha, which was. Have you been to Agiha before? Agiha, yes. You've been there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like this huge. It's the biggest. Biggest club nightclub in Tokyo. Maybe all of Asia. Yeah, it's a live studio. Right. Studio? Like a stadium. Or stadium,、something. yeah. Yeah, like a stadium. It was like the most, one of the best shows I've ever done. I was, took a water bottle, I was like chucking it on people. You know, they、heads. have four stages or five. We were、stages. on the main, yeah. Like the main one. And there were all these burlesque girls that we had like 20 burlesque dancers because、mm-hmm. she works in a burlesque club. So the whole thing was just super trippy and super fun. And, um, I ended up like writing on Twitter to Tokyo FM radio and they interviewed me on on the radio station. So it was kind of a business trip and kind of pleasure because I never really got to experience Japan before and、right. totally fell in love with so the country. So you only had a good experience there? Yeah. Like for me, Japan is like Tokyo in specific, it's like、mm-hmm. New York City on crack. Like it's, I think it's New York City on crack. Would you agree? <laughs> Um, no, because <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for a yes. <laughs> so, before we actually did that show,、um, Tomo wanted to take me out to dinner and she wanted to. <laughs> she knew that I only eat chicken, I don't eat any red meat. So, she was like, let me take you to this chicken spot. And I'm like, great. And it was this spot in Rapungi that's. Like, very weird chicken, like chicken feet, chicken brain, chicken liver. Have you ever been to a spot like this Not before? Not raw, though. No. It came out, one dish came out raw. Are you supposed to, like, fry it? No. She, well, you, you tell me because she told me, <laughs> she told me in, in, in Tokyo, it's like a tradition to eat raw chicken. And I was like, look, Tomo, like, I'm gonna get sick, like, in America. We don't eat raw chicken. And she's like, no, tradition. Like, I, I bought for you. Like, you'll, you'll love it. And I was, Did she eat it raw? Yeah, she ate it raw. Wait, I'm confused now because I thought, <laughs> I thought that this was tradition and you don't know about it. No, no.、Um, yeah, so I ended up feeling like it was disrespectful if I didn't try it.、Mm-hmm. So I ended up eating it and. The whole thing. 
I didn't eat, I only eat a little bit to appease her. And after the show the next day, I was taking the bullet train to Kyoto and I was so sick in Kyoto. So it was during Sakura. Mm -hmm. Tell us about Sakura, what that whole, what Sakura is. It's cherry blossoms that we get in around for a week. They only pretty much survive through a week Mm -hmm. in April or March. And that's just the cherry blossom season that everyone goes out and drinks under the sakura um, blossom, cherry blossom trees, drinks and sings and yeah. And when when that's going on and the cherry blossoms are like fully blossomed, Mm -hmm. it's like the busiest time to be in Kyoto of the year, right? Yeah, Kyoto has the best. Cherry blossoms. Right. So my dumbass went in without knowing, knowing. <laughs> that. I had nowhere to stay. Like I was trying to get a hotel, a hostel, an Airbnb. Wait, so you went there without planning yeah. anything? Yeah. Okay. And they were like in full bloom. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, cool. I'll just couch surf because I've couch surfed before. And even all the people on couch surfing, they're like, people reserved our couches six months ago for this one week. And I was like, shit, what am I going to do? And you know what it's like when you don't have Wi-Fi and you're, like, trying to connect. Like, where am I going to go, you know, from here? Um, I ended up getting Wi-Fi, and this one girl writes me back on Couchsurfing. Um, Her name is Mayuka, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. And she said, you can stay with me and my family. So I ended up staying with her. And that's when the food poisoning hit from the raw chicken. And I felt really bad because I was staying in her beautiful country-like home. Her parents were cooking every chicken, night. Raw they chicken, raw chicken. No, no, no. no. <laughs> they were cooking, what are those things called that are like a ball with octopus in them? And it's like on a skillet. Takoyaki. Say it again? Takoyaki. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and um, yeah, she was cooking that. And uh, I was like running to the toilet like every five minutes. And that's like so embarrassing when you're staying at like a family's home mm-hmm. that you don't know. And you're like, but they understood. They're like, okay, like we get it. You have like really bad food poisoning. You just told them that you ate raw chicken. Yeah, I did. Did they so, understand? Well, the girl, the daughter, Mayuka, she studied in Australia. So her English was really good, but her parents didn't speak a lick of English. So they... They didn't even know, like, hello, how are you? So she was bouncing around translating, like, between the mom and dad and and me. And it was so, it was such an amazing experience because by the end of it, me and the parents felt like we knew each other completely, but we never spoke a word to each other. Mm-hmm. It was so special. So, yeah, they, they got it. And um, actually, from there, I ended up going to the Philippines and in the Philippines, I went to a place called El Nido Palawan. It's like this beautiful island. We should probably save this for episode Philippines, but we're just going to tell it now. <laughs> um, I went still so sick from the food poisoning. Still. Still. And it, it's one thing to be sick in Japan because you have like these beautiful heated toilet seats and it's yes. like kind of luxurious. Mm-hmm. But in the Philippines, it's literally holes in the dirt ground. So I was like... and so I end up um being on this island and I take Pepto-Bismol my dad tells me just take some Pepto-Bismol and I wake up in the morning literally my entire tongue is a black black like the night and so I google 
black tongue in the Philippines. Don't ask me why my search is black tongue in the Philippines. Like, my Google searches are fucked up. But um, that's what I searched. And it came up, did you take Pepto-Bismol? And I was like, I did. Did you know that Pepto-Bismol makes your tongue black? Did you no. Know? Well, now you know. <laughs> Next time you take it. So you didn't need the Philippines part. You just had to research <laughs> black tongue. <laughs> yeah. Had nothing to do with the Philippines. Right. Had everything to do with the drug. <laughs> so yeah, that was my my lesson learned. If you guys go to Japan, don't eat raw chicken. And? And don't Google black tongue in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So having visited Okinawa and Tokyo, have you ever visited Mount Fuji? I did. I ended up going on a little road trip with this Japanese guy I met. And he was like, do you want to go to Mount Fuji? And I was like, yeah. So we picked up his car in his hometown. I don't quite remember where Shizuka? it was. I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. But we took a train there, picked up his car, and we drove out to Mount Fuji. So Mount Fuji is like... A 3,776. Yeah, metered mountain. Um, It was covered in snow when I went because I was there in April. April's during Sakura, right? Yeah, March, April. Yeah, March, April. And so it was still like super snowy. We couldn't climb up it, but our road trip out there was like epic because we listened to Above and Beyond the whole time, which is my favorite trance DJs and it made me like want to cry because we were like blasting it driving through Japan and here's these two people with two different we had a language barrier for sure and we like bonded over the same music that we loved and just were like vibing out so that was super cool you had a language barrier yeah like he didn't speak as good of English as you like it was broken so we kind of just like stopped talking and like blasted the music the whole way (laughs) um but yeah that was epic and when we got there we ended up going to the hot springs have you been to the hot springs out there no so there's these hot springs like up at the top and it's really cool to go at night because all the stars are like out and the mountains in the in the distance lit up by the moon i'm like like think i'm a poet right now (laughs) and um and you get naked in the hot springs boys are separated from girls and i go and i'm like fully shaved and all the japanese women the traditional older women they were like pointing at me like huh huh because they all had like uh you know (laughs) hair down there and they're like what's this girl doing we've never seen this before (laughs) you never had an experience like that well i think it's not it never used to be normal to have it's, <laughs> it's supposed to be grown naturally. Yeah. Yes. Not but. me. <laughs> cool. Especially because you're up in the mountains, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's more yeah. like they're old old style. Yeah. So Tokyo's super cool because it has this bustling, energetic, vibrating pulse of the city. It's the only city I've ever been to that reminds me of New York. And in the juxtaposition, you have something like Kyoto, which is like the Zen, Zen like traditional Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Japan, for me, it has such a high tech culture. You have like robots and they're just so advanced. And but I feel like one thing that Japanese people do that like I love is they kept all their ancient traditional roots. And that's so special and sacred because that's also like a juxtaposition of 
two different things in one country. Mm-hmm. You agree, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, they have everything from majestic temples and gardens. You have your fast-paced city, your royal rural countryside, coastal treasures like Okinawa. Um, there's just so much culture to explore, right? Yeah. I mean, those areas, Okinawa and Kyoto, have a lot of tradition. But Tokyo is still, still a bit more new compared to those other countries, right. other, other cities. Were you born in Tokyo? No, I was born in Nagoya. Nagoya? Where is that? It's in between Tokyo and Osaka. So Tokyo and Kyoto. I haven't been to Osaka. Do, you, do you like it? Osaka's nice. It's right next <laughs> to <laughs> no, it's right next to Kyoto. Um, but they have different different cultures there too. So it's di- it's a lot different than Tokyo. It's the vibe. Yeah, they have different traditions. They have different accents. Wow. Yeah, Kyoto is a lot more like traditional Japan. Right, right. And then, but Osaka is where those um, takoyakis come from. Oh, the the octopus yeah. balls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was eating it there. Yes, yes. <laughs> Japan is one of the more expensive countries to visit in Asia, but I feel like everything that you get is like well worth it. It's not like when you go to London and you're paying like a million pounds for like shit food. Like everything in Japan is quality. Except for the chicken. Oh, yeah. Except for the raw chicken. (laughs) Way to bring that back. Um, It's not like Thailand where you want to bargain. That's not really part Mm -hmm. of the culture. Their currency is yen. Mm -hmm. How many yen do you get to a dollar? Do you know? I think 110. So that's an easy conversion for travelers when they're there. For me, I noticed that the people are some of the kindest in the world. Like everything in Japan is about respect. So like you wouldn't want to walk down the street, like, eating a bag of Lay's potato chips. Like, you just don't do that, right? Or do you? Some people do, but no, it's not nice It's not, to like, looked see, at nice, yeah. right? Like, in New York yeah. City, people are, like, you know, on their way, like, eating their hot potato dog. Potato chips? Yeah, hot dog <laughs> potato chips. But, like, in Tokyo, like, I would never do that. And also, like, on the metros, I feel like it's not like New York, where people are, like, cramming in and, like, talking loud. It's not like that, right? Oh, as for the eating part, people do that. Still, they understand that it's not normal, that they're not supposed to do it. And um, you've, seen, you've seen on Facebook that those people shoving each… Um, yeah, I actually wrote that down that during like the peak hours yeah. that they have people like shoving you into the train to like coordinate a flow, right? Yeah. It's crazy. They have to make sure that everyone's packed in nicely. Oh my god, New York, you need to step your game up. (laughs) Everything's like on the subway. Like now that we're talking about subways, like I feel like there's a lot to say about it. The if you look at a map of the Tokyo subway, it looks like chaos. I was scared and I'm from New York. But when you get it, like you kind of you just get it, you know? And people are there to help you. Like even though even if they don't speak English. They'll try to walk you to your station. Mm-hmm. I've I found really lovely people that were down. And it's part of the adventure to get lost and end up in yeah, different places. But the subways are very punctual and clean. You don't hear people chatting over, you know, who they had sex with the night before. <laughs> <laughs> Sinjuku. Tell me about the subway station in Sinjuku. 
Do you know anything? <laughs> He's like, I don't know anything. Well, I found out a small fact that it has um, an estimated average of 3.64 million people that pass through every single day, which is like, whoa, that's crazy. Sinjuku's like very That's like popular. the center. The of, center. It's, it's popular only because, not only, but also because all these chain state and chain, all these subway lines and JR lines go pa- and pass through. So they have to change trains there. Right. If they have to change trains there anyway, they decide to go out and drink and right. meet friends. Yes. Sinjuku's like kind of like the Times Square, right? Of Tokyo. Yes, if that's the center. The center, of, yeah. yeah. The center. And then you have trains like the bullet train that would take you to Kyoto. Mm-hmm. It's a bit expensive, but super worth it because it gets you there so quick. Yeah, in like three hours-ish. And what would it take if you weren't on the bullet train? If you weren't on Yeah, it? like just driving, regular. Well, um, driving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, I don't think we even think about it. I think it'll take eight to nine hours. No, maybe even longer. Longer, yeah. Yeah, Nagoya is about six hours. And then I think it's four or five from there to Osaka or Kyoto. Yeah. If, so you're, if you're staying in Japan like for a while, would you recommend getting like a JR pass for people? Um, it sort of depends on what you plan to do. If you're going to stops like um, Hakone and Odawara, which is local stops, um, you should get the JR uh, passes. But if you're getting to Nagoya, Osaka, Kyoto, those ones, I think you'll, you'll have to check. But um, <laughs> I'll have to check. <laughs> but last time I checked, they don't allow you to get on the fast trains, which means that it, when you can get to Kyoto from Tokyo right. in around three hours, it'll, it could take you maybe five hours to get there. Yeah. And then if you're taking five hours, you should just get on um, a bus because it's cheaper too. Okay. Yeah. You hear from the source, guys, <laughs> exactly what to do. One thing that I did love about Japanese culture that differs from the West is that people bow to show their like gratitude and respect. I think that's so cool. Like I start doing that like after I order a meal. I just think that's nice. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They bow to everything. To everything. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's like New York City is more of a melting pot of all different cultures and human beings where I feel like in Japan, it it's mainly Japanese people. Like that's, people yeah. don't speak that much English there. We learn English from elementary to middle school-ish, I think. And also high school. Mm-hmm. But we Early never school. learn how to express ourselves, to tell what we want. Similarly to New York, I feel like it's the same in the sense that like space is so precious. Like every inch counts because everybody's kind of packed in. Right. Yeah, we're a very small island with a lot of people. With a lot of people. Yeah, especially in the in the cities. We have tall buildings, like cramming all these people in. Speaking of crammed in, can you tell people what a capsule hotel is? A capsule hotel is pretty much just beds lined up um, like shelves. Like a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, like a coffin. So you're just coffining yourselves in to sleep every night. Yes. It's mainly like foreign vagabonds or like Japanese late night party goers who like miss that last train home and they just need like a a capsule to sleep in. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Except it's not a time capsule. You yeah. don't stay you young don't. or anything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Obviously, in Tokyo, you have Airbnbs and and chain hotels. But in my opinion, like there's so many cool options that you can do. You have love hotels. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to explain exactly what a love hotel is. Well, okay. Um, to explain why we even have love hotels, it's because, you know, we're a very crammed country. Um, we live with our parents until, all of us live with our parents until 20, 25-ish. Some even to 40 years old. Wow, that's crazy. And because that happens when you have partners, you don't really have anywhere to take them except for your, like your home with all your families. Okay. So they decided to create love hotels where they can spend a few hours or even a night there. To have a package of like three hours, six hours, and a whole night. And there are like these themed rooms? Yeah. Like Hello Kitty? Hello Kitty. I've seen ones that are like Hello Kitty rooms, no? I have never seen one, but… um. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever stayed in one? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, they're supposed to be a little bit fancy because there's just four couples to stay over a few nights. Some of them, um, you really have to check, but some only allows girls and boys to be in, like a, couple, a real couple to stay in. Okay. And a lot of them don't let guys, two guys, stay in one room. Oh, really? Just sure because… Just yeah. because they could just hop over to other rooms and oh, try and wow. find girls. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just in case. Oh, well, that's crazy. But for girls, you can stay. We actually rented a love hotel for the video shoot. And I just remember like being a little skewed out to be in the bed. I mean, the room was sick. Like it had a mirror on the ground with lights. And it was like the coolest room ever. It looked great on film. But I just remember being like, who had sex in this bed right before I was laying <laughs> in it? I don't know. I'm not used to that. Um, Tell us about Ryukans. Ryukans. Oh, see? <laughs> Ryukans. Oh, Ryukans are the traditional um, onsen, so hot spring places where you pretty much have to sleep on the floor in futons. Right. But they also serve you meals, breakfast. Japanese traditional breakfast and dinner meals in your room, some in oh. your room. And those are supposed to be pretty expensive and some of them you have to reserve like ahead of time. Okay. And not last minute. Love okay. hotels, pretty much you can just check have in. Have you stayed in one before? Girlcons, yes. Did you enjoy it? It's really nice. Really? So, yeah. I never got the chance to do that before. I think if you have the time and I mean and the money, I guess, you should stay in, in Girlcons because they're a lot better than hotels. Yeah, I think that's like the way to go in Tokyo, like try out all the options that you can't really get yeah. in other but also because it's hot springs, um, they don't have ryokans in Tokyo. Not this in the is center like in area. More Kyoto? Um, or more up in the mountains. Okay. They'll have to have um, natural hot springs coming out of the mountains. Amazing. Yes. They have minerals too. So they do? Good. Yeah. What kind of minerals? So they have all these kind of min- different minerals that comes out from each of these um, mountains. Like amethyst and like quartz and all of that i have no idea what they call them in english that's my that's my jam (laughs) crystals i'm like my eyes lit up where why did i see them (laughs) so you'll have to actually go and um read them like you you can look up look them online but you'll see that they have different effects on your skin oh yeah i know about that like the metaphysical properties i don't know if you know that but i actually used to work at a crystal shop in new york i saw your room 
Oh yeah, you, <laughs> you saw my collection <laughs> right right next to my bed. Speaking about meals, and I want to talk a little bit with you about food, food in in Tokyo, which is the best food in Japan, which is the best. For me in the world, for me, it's Japanese food and I love Bali food just because I like like acai bowls and all of that. Mm-hmm. But before I went, all I've ever like, I never really tried sushi except for like shrimp tempura rolls, like super basic stuff. And then I went out there and I was having like abalone shell. Mm-hmm. I mean, for you guys, it's probably standard, but I, I felt like I was branching out. <laughs> the ramen, I only eat chicken mm-hmm. t- t- <laughs> talk about it <laughs> um yeah your ramen place the ramen that you wanted to have was chicken ramen right and it was yeah and it was really difficult to find one since i don't eat so much ramen yeah but um and that was even during your show my show yeah, yeah. she was wanted- basically again <laughs> acting like my manager and gotta feed this girl before her gig <laughs> And it was hard Ask, to find, like, yeah. chicken ramen. You were asking for chicken ramen last minute, too. And I mean, Here in the States, it's, like, normal to find that, but out there it wasn't. You wanted to make sure that it was actual, like, chicken broth and everything. So. Oh, you order on the vending machine. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Normally, for ramens, you have to order on vending machines and then put coins in and everything. Because the ramen, the chef there, they only make ramen. When you are eating noodles and ramen… In Western society, it's considered, like, rude to be loud while you eat. But in Japan, it's a compliment to the chef and an act of indulgence if you hear people slurping up their noodles really loudly, right? Yeah. I mean, not making the sound on purpose, but also it tells them that it tastes good. And this is not ramens, but for soba, the buckwheat noodles. Okay. You're supposed to slurp because with the air and the noodles going into your mouth, the way they fill up, fill your mouth makes the noodle taste a lot better. Okay. Meaning if you just bite them, you will, you will just taste like flour and a little bit of buckwheat. But if you slurp them, you actually get the whole um, flavor and the smell of buckwheat. Oh my god, that's interesting. I remember being at the restaurant and I was like, why is everybody doing this? And then I was like, oh, I googled it. Like, oh, okay, this is normal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's even for um, miso soups. You're supposed to slurp miso soups. Oh, okay. So all soups, pretty much. And have you ever had conveyor belt sushi? Yes. The, the it's like, a, it's that, cheap. Like a cheap. It is cheap. Yeah. Because you get to, you get to serve yourself. You, you pick, pick up whatever you want, you want to eat. Yeah, I love it. It's so fun. And green tea and sake all day, every day, of course. Mm-hmm. You don't want to walk around with your L.O.s. You know what L.O. is? No. I made it up. It's leftovers. <laughs> I eat leftovers all the time, so people call me L.O. Okay. But, like, you wouldn't do that at a Japanese restaurant. No. Take leftovers. No. You just don't do that. Yeah. I, I wish. I wish it. you could. You either finish it or you leave it. Exactly. Yeah. I still can't eat with chopsticks. Super embarrassing. I feel like really disrespectful. I've tried a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Do you always? Well, um, well, basically, you're not supposed to eat ramen with your hands. You're supposed to use chopsticks. But then we use our hands to eat sushi. Or traditionally, we're supposed to eat, use our hands with 
um, for sushi because chopsticks are going to crumble your rice mm-hmm. apart. So you're supposed to use your hands and then flip the whole sushi so that the um, fish itself touches your tongue first. Really? That way, it actually that's the actual like the right way to eat sushi. So you're not supposed to use your chopsticks, or you're not even supposed to just um, process it like right off the um, the plate. So I was doing it right all along. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, with your hand. Have you ever been to that famous Japanese restaurant that's in the subway station, and it takes like forever to get a reservation? No, I haven't. Gyro Uno? Giro G. <laughs> it's all good. I haven't been there either, but it looks dope. Have you ever been to like a cat cafe or an owl cafe? Yeah. Yes. What's it like? Well, you basically watch and sort of try and pet cats and owls while you eat. Oh no, um, it, they call it a cafe because you can spend hours there. I think per, they charge per hour and you order a drink. You can also try and order food, but people just go there to just pet the animals. What other animal cafes do they have? Hedgehogs. They do? Yeah. Hedgehogs? Yeah. And they're just like sitting on you while you're typing your email. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're trying to have them sit on sit close to you while you just watch them. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. That's um, crazy. They also have dogs too. What about maid cafes? <laughs> maid cafes. Yeah, they're not animals, but… <laughs> <laughs> they're human beings. It's like these girls that dress up in maid outfits and… I don't know. You tell me. But I thought it was like kind of businessmen that have some kind of a fantasy or something. What yeah. is it? Oh, it's basically… Well, we sort of call them lonely people who likes animes and… <laughs> Don't really. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, lonely people who likes anime. <laughs> just like sit home all day watching anime. Yeah. So they want. They don't know how to interact with people. They yeah. just. But still, they feel lonely just with what like right. computers showing them animes and comic books and everything like that. So they go to maid cafes to meet friendly, nice girls or nice and cute friendly girls, mm-hmm. and they'll just serve you with a smile. All the all the all the hours you stay there, so people go there to eat. Speaking about lonely people, I watched a documentary recently about how they have these like sex robots in Japan. I don't know if you know about it, but it's it's crazy. Like they make them feel like a real woman, and then these people fall in love with these robots because they don't have to actually put up with like a real woman's. Yeah. Every day they come home and they're happy, but it's not, I mean, it's not real. And that human connection to me and I think to most people is so important. And people now are falling in love with computers and and robots. And these, there's like, there's games in Japan where you can like fall in love with the person that you're, tell me about that. What is this? Oh, like I played it, but. um. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm so in love with my... <laughs> what is it? Well, a lot of people are just tired of having to work hours and then coming back to their partners who get to whine about their life and just have um, having to put up with it mm-hmm. overall. So they have, we have a lot of people issues in Japan now. Um, that's why we, have, we don't have many people getting married, having kids. Oh, really? There's, yeah, there's this whole um, 
We call it. It's like a decrease of numbers of young people and then increase of older elderlies. So that's a big issue in Japan. That's why we're trying to also get more foreigners to come into Japan、okay. right now. So it's a lot easier to get back into Japan right now to work. Shout out, everybody. Head to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically, everyone's lonely. They don't really know how to separate their like, personal life、yeah. to, from their like, work life. And they don't have the time either. They only have the money and no effort really put into it. So they need these maid cafes that they can actually go and relax. And e- even the animal cafes are like that because they don't have. Time to have a pet, yeah. Yeah, pets and family. They just want something that's alive. And to t- oh, sorry, you were talking about. No, no, no. I'm like, why I'm back to that. I don't know how we got into this. But I remember when, when I was in Tokyo with you, I asked you, I'm fascinated by serial killers. And I just remember asking you, like, do you guys have serial killers out there? And I remember, you don't quite remember this, but I remember. You, you were like, not really. Like, it's not really that big of a thing here. It's more of mental health within one person's self, like a lot of high suicide rates. I think there was, I, I think you call it a serial killer when in Akihabara we had this guy run into the streets. I, I read about it after、yeah. because I was like, is she right about no serial killers? And I Googled it and that's what came up. And、yeah. that was like a big story in yeah, Japan. Yeah, see, it's big because it, it barely happens. Barely happens. Yeah. You, I'm not going to say you guys don't have these news, but、um, you don't really have these big news about serial killers, I don't know, or killers.、Yeah. Because it, I guess it sort of happens on a baby, on a, baby、right. basis. And in Japan, it barely happens. So, all these, all these kidnapping and killing are big news in Japan. Do you guys have guns in, in no, Japan? No, I mean, it's only I、America. guess we do, but、yeah. we're not supposed to. You、right. have to actually have it licensed and everything. Okay. Also, there's these vending machines that you just see on every corner. It's like, A thing there. And usually you get, you know, your food or your drink, like a normal vending machine. But sometimes you see really weird things in them. And I actually Googled an article that came up and it said, like, the weirdest things you can find in a vending machine. I'm gonna read you the list. I wanna know if you've seen them before. I saw horned beetles. I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Why do you need a beetle?、Um, oh, but beetles are big. Big in Japan, yeah. yeah. I saw a girl's phone number. Like, how did that even get into the machine? I don't know. Maybe it's more like、um, just phone numbers that reaches like a phone company. Yeah. And they do the whole girl's phone number job. I don't know. Making like maid cafes on the、oh, phone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, hire her or something? Yeah, they, they have phone called、um, call booths, call communication centers, calling centers where they have girls just on、oh, the phone. Oh, I saw that.、Them. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking about that in the vending machine, you can also buy used panties. <laughs> nice. <laughs> where can I get one? <laughs> where can I get one?、Um, a whole. Pile of lettuce? No. You've never seen、no. that? Is this article accurate? Wait, have you, did you see the lettuce? No, I just saw the article. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it showed pictures, and I was like, this is crazy. I did not see Wait, the lettuce. Wait, is that piles of lettuce that's cut into like, pieces? No, like, or like, legit, a whole? like a whole cabbage of lettuce. No. Weird. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, Japan is super bizarre, and I think that's why I love it so much, because mm-hmm. I'm very bizarre, so I feel like you could just be weird. Yeah. Weird. Well, thank you. <laughs> I feel a lot better about Japan now. <laughs> um, I saw live puppies. I did see that, but it, they don't quite come out of the machine. Like, oh, now I have a puppy. It kind of, like, gets you into the store. Do you know about that? No. All right, moving on. <laughs> you can get full flower arrangements. They also have weird mystery boxes. Do you know? Yeah, I think that's the one um, where oh, you yeah. put in 1,000 yen, so, like, about $10. You can actually make money out of Meaning more something that's worth more, a lot more than ten dollars. Right, right, right. And you can also get sex, sex toys. toys. Yeah. Have you seen it? They have in um, love hotels. I can't imagine like just getting like a sex toy and then like walking through the streets and like hopping on the subway with like your new sex. Toy. Well, I think that's why we say they're bending machines in love love hotels. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're still bending machines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also saw that you can get a live lobster. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe it's the same with the pets. Like you press it and, and you get you into the store. store. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows anymore? So there's many different areas when visiting Tokyo to visit. Like we said, Sinjuku is more of the Mecca, centerfold, Times Square, chaos lights everywhere. Yeah. You have robot restaurant there. Yes. What's a robot restaurant? Have you been? I have been. Have you? No. So maybe I can describe it. Yes. <laughs> it's like a whole show, like almost like a Broadway performance. It's more geared for tourists, but I still think that every tourist should go because it was so cool to see. It, big costumes, lav, lavish set pieces, super weird, story doesn't quite make sense, you're drinking. It's, it's sick. I think everybody should go. Um, yeah. Shibuya. What's Shibuya all about? Um, so Shibuya is right next to Harajuku, which is like the center of all the passions that come out in Tokyo. And then right next door is Shibuya where they sort of come out to hang. And also high school high school students mm-hmm. go and drink and hang and not drink. And just. you have Shibuya Crossing there. Yep, the Shibuya Crossing, which is very famous. Uh, I have no idea what's so attractive about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm like, put me in the center. <laughs> yeah, they have a huge screen. And then I see so many people coming over there just to sort crossing. of stand right in, in, yeah, in the middle of the crossing right. and take photos. And Harajuku, tell us about like what a Harajuku girl is and the fashion and all of that. Yeah, um, so basically they have, they, they're the center of fashion in Japan. Meaning they try all sorts of stuff, uh, stuff. Like Lady Gaga stuff they love. Right. That's and why they loved me when I wore that mirror bodysuit. Yes, yes. Yeah. And um, they have the Lolita. Lolita ones where they dress. You know Lolita? Is that gothic or no? It's gothic with a little bit more princess oh, okay. in yeah, it. Yeah, so they're all pink and um, puffy with all the cute dresses. And gothic they also have. They have all these um, 
So Harajuku Street basically has all the fashion stores. So you can even buy gothic and all these、um, dresses and all these colored, weird, new fashion. Right. And, and for them, it's a way to express themselves as like a free individual, right? right yes. And you also can go there to try, try and figure, find new fashion too. Right. Yeah. So a lot of artists are there, photograph, photographers, and then video, like, I don't know. They, there's a lot of artists in Harajuku. And what, that's probably why I was like, the first time I went, I wore, had purple hair. Second time I went, I wore that pink wig around.、Yes. I like wanted to be Harajuku, but、mm-hmm. I'm definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about, have you been to Golden Guy? Golden Guy in Shinjuku. I, yeah, it's in Shinjuku, right? Yeah, it's yeah. in Shinjuku. Yes, it's on the side of Shinjuku.、Um, it's more like a bar. Drinking, eating kind of place where a lot of salarymen go to.、Mm-hmm. It's kind of like small, speakeasy, really cool, hole in the wall type of bars. I think it's become quite. Is it touristy now, would you say? Shinjuku overall is. All overall touristy, is. Yeah. It's like a back alleyway and it looks a little bit sketchy, like a red light district, but、yes. really cool drinks. I, I saw that sometimes they put. Signs out that say, like, no tourists in here because the spots are so small that、right. they want to keep the local business happening in their bar and not have that seat taken by like a drunk buffoon or something mm, like that. Right.、Um, it's a really cool spot. I think everybody should definitely see it. Then you have your fish market. Yep, which moved from Tsukiji. It used to be a Tsukiji fish market. And then that was a traditional where,、um, fish market where you can go and buy fresh fish and you can also、um, bet on b e t Oh, yeah, like auction. Auction, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's cool. And people are like waking up at like 4 a.m. to get the freshest.、Yeah. You have、fish. to, actually, you have, I think you have to be checking in at 4 a.m. and in order to be inside the fish market at 5. Yeah. And they moved it to Toyosu, which is another island,、um, another man made island in Tokyo. It's not as cool anymore. No, they have a whole building、yeah. to process everything.、Uh, so it's not, not the vibe. As, yeah. What's Ginza all about? Ginza's,、um, it's more so Shinjuku, Shibuya is more high schoolers, and then Shinjuku is more maybe salaryman, university students. Ginza are for like high end people. They go, There to have the best food sometimes、mm-hmm. and the best services, ex- inclusive of so higher end made cafes, maybe. Okay. Yeah, in、so、a way. So it's like good shopping, boutiques, that yeah, kind of vibe. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of good brands and good restaurants. What about Rapungi? That's like the nightlife party scene,、yeah. right? Yeah, just clubs, that's, bars. That's why I played at that burlesque club there. That <laughs> was Beauty and the Beast, Belle. Um, what other neighborhoods would you recommend for someone to visit? Well, sort of depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for a nightlife, Azabujuban is right next to Ropongi, where they have LA Tokyo. Yes, there's a club that's called LA Tokyo. They have really nice、um, bars as well as good Japanese foods,、okay. fish, fish、um, restaurants. And also, Ueno is the Ueno Animal Park, the zoo. Oh. Is- I didn't go there, but I did go to a park. Remember, a snake was like fell from the tree? And you're like, what do you mean, snake? Do you remember that? <laughs> no, and I'm、video. still like, what, what do you, you mean, mean snake? snake? <laughs> yeah, like a literal snake fell like next to my head in this park. 
I have a video I'll show you after. (laughs) So I wanted to bring the podcast into a new segment where we're going to be calling in a special guest, Mayuka, from Kyoto. And I met her when I was out in Japan. So let's give her a call. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm great. This is crazy. I can't believe it. I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah, right. Like, like I still talk about you like with my family. And my mom, my dad, my brother miss you a lot. <laughs> oh my god, that's so heartwarming. <laughs> yeah, that was like the most special time ever. I was just Aww. telling my friend that's here with me now all about it. Uh-huh. How, uh-huh. you know, it was Sakura, the busiest time of the year. And I had like nowhere yeah, yeah. to stay. And you guys never uh-huh. had a couch surfer come before, right? So like it was my first time to do couch surfing as a host. And um, you like you sent me a message, and I showed it to because it was my first time. I was super excited, but I was super super nervous at, at the same time. Yeah, me too. And I was so excited when you said like I still live with my family, so I mm-hmm. knew I wasn't going into like a shady situation. And <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> it was it was so special. Like you took me all over Kyoto, and yeah, we became friends. And you took yeah, me to. Do, do you remember when we went to those machines? What do you What do you call them? Kurikura. Yeah. <laughs> and it like changes your <laughs> eyes, and I was having so much yeah, fun. Yeah, like, it looks Asian, like cute Asian. It looks like Tomo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. It was so much fun. <laughs> it was amazing. And do you remember like every night your parents cooked us those like octopus oh, balls, yeah. and I had. Yeah, do you remember yeah, I had food yeah. poisoning? Mm-hmm. Like it, like it was your first time to try octopus ball. Yeah, it was. It was. Like how you you liked it? Yeah, I loved it. I loved your parents oh, cooking. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. I stayed with you like, guys for we... like a week, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Where did we go? Talk about some of the places that you took me to in Kyoto. Um, I think we went to a uh, Kiyomi's temple to see like Chaebrosam at night. Oh yeah, it was so beautiful. Yeah, that was so beautiful. And then we went to ram- like have ramen after that. Do you remember? I do remember. We just had a whole <laughs> thing about ramen that we talked yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> and I I don't know why, but I don't really I don't really remember why, but like we talk a lot and you start crying. <laughs> I did? Yeah, you did. Well, I, I don't really remember but <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember it either. What was I crying you about? No, like, I was probably I'm, emotional. I'm, yeah, like like we we just say like oh let's go to have ramen and we sit there and then ramen came and after we finished and I think we talking about something that you start crying I was like oh my my god I don't remember it it's probably because it was so beautiful like meeting you and your family I was telling my friend that I'm with right now that like your parents don't really speak English and so we were kind of lost in translation but it was Mm -hmm. so cool because you were translating and I I felt like by the end of it I knew your Mm -hmm. family 
Mm-hmm. Like, so sweet. Like, because my mom doesn't speak English at all. <laughs> my, my, like, my dad speaks a little, like, where, where you go today, how are you, something like that. But my mom and my brother doesn't does speak English at all. But, like, at the last night, I feel like you and my family could speak the like, same language. And talk. I yeah, 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 yeah. It was so special. I think mm. when you were at work, I don't know if you've ever been. Have you gone to the bamboo forest? Yeah. Have yeah. you been there? No. You've never been? No. I've been there. It's so cool. I've been. Yeah. <laughs> You're confusing me. <laughs> what about the Golden Temple? I want you guys to talk a little bit about that. A bit. Kinkakuji. So, sorry? Kinkakuji. Kinkakuji. Mm. Kinkakuji. キンカクジ。キンカクジのことをちょっと教えてくださいって。あ、キンカクジのこと。あれ、で、イウェンライト、ゴールデンテンポ。あ、キンカクジのこと。あれ、で、イウェンライト、ゴールデンテンポ。あ
Yeah, it's dope. Everybody needs to go. It's it's a lot of hiking, a lot of walking, but yep. mm-hmm. it's it's a must-do in Kyoto. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, 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 exactly. Have you guys ever seen this Japanese film called Shoplifters? No. I haven't. <laughs> okay, I don't know why I'm the American watching Japanese talk movies. About it, but yeah, right. I never that it's it's amazing. Um, I just recommend it for me. I've never really seen oh, a Japanese yeah. movie before, and mm-hmm. it's about this dad who teaches his kids how to shoplift, which which is definitely like not in the culture of Japanese people to do. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just a lot of depth in the characters, and it was up for an award this year. And I just want to shout out that movie because it's incredible. Mm. I'll watch it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast, and I think it's oh no problem. <laughs> it's so cool that we got to thank reconnect. You. Tell your family I miss yeah. them, and I miss you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I would tell them. <laughs> Do you remember when I was like, couldn't figure out the difference between kawaii and ko- kawaii? Kawaii. I, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I, yeah, I kept like trying to say like Q, <laughs> and you're like, you're scared. Point, like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you scared about? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Too. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I think this is so special and so cool that you're here in LA with me. Like we ended up getting to do this live in front of each other. And now we get to hang out out here. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody should make a trip out to Japan. It's one of the best countries in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I hope so. It's the best, nicest people, best food, so much stimulation and things to see. And thank you for coming on our little Japanese journey with us. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Arigato gozaimasu. Arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> Tune in to the window seat next week. Have a good one, guys. Bye.